War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, guys. Summer's almost gone. Summer's almost gone. That's such an aggressive way to start our episode. <laughs> We're ready to claw you. Episode 105. Yes. Full Feel of, our wrath. We are full yeah. of piss and vinegar today. We are. Yeah. We are boisterous and such. And. Ebullient. Ebullient. <laughs> <laughs> I am not bullion. <laughs> uh, channel massive listeners, your your assignment for today is to look it up. Ebullient. Find I out what I, the hell it means. I totally figured you knew what that meant. No, that's not common language. You read. Nobody says you've read that. a lot of books. That's you've read a lot of books by pompous authors, <laughs> right? Like Mister Goodkind. <laughs> but he's never used the word ebullient. Before. He would if he knew it. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I don't even think. I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think his characters know it. No, they yeah. wouldn't know. Well, it you know, I've I've been seeing words I don't know lately when I've been reading. So there's more to come. That's because of after, since the Bush era, <laughs> we have new words. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is episode 105. The date is uh, September 17 something. 2009. What are you yeah. going to do? It's the final countdown, yes. I guess. It's the final <laughs> To what? We don't know. <laughs> what are we going to be doing in this episode, Jason? We are going to be talking about what we've been playing. Yes. And we'll more, please. We'll have some yes, yes, email and tweets. More. Really? We'll have a week in gaming segment. Ooh. Week gaming. A week, week in gaming segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try to make it not. Week gaming. And, uh... Well, that's about it. We'll, 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 a, yeah, just expect the usual. We'll go off on wild tangents that we have no idea. No lullabies, no goodnight prayers. or There might be. They might end up like that. We might need some. It's been a long time since we've had a group hug. We, so may, we may make some prophetic and we'll, announcements. Then we'll close it out with, the, with, the, with an exorcism. <laughs> I'd much Power rather prefer an intervention. Power of crash but we'll need an old priest and a young priest. Yes. We can, we can get one. And two lots priest of center, one suit. priest leave. Oh wait, no, it's not <laughs> right. All this and more. In well, this edition, the one priest on top of the you. other priest's shoulders. Master Blaster. <laughs> Sinister Minister. Uh, you know, we just we need to get on with this show before Jesus, this gets too uncomfortable. One priest turns around on top of the other. All right, time to stop. <laughs> time to cut this short. Just. Take that all in, people. <laughs> Visualize what it's going downhill from here. <laughs> No, what have you 
we're playing this week! Why, thanks, Jason. I've been playing Professor Layton in the Diabolical Box, and that's it. Was it diabolical? <laughs> well, not really, but it's very fun and very entertaining, and <laughs> it sucked a lot of hours away from me, because it tells me how many hours every time I save. Yeah. I've been playing the game. Yeah, it's true. Hours of and your it's life very wasted. well done. Um... Maybe we don't want to get into this right now, because there is a question about this in the email and tweet segment. But, uh, no, what no Sinister PC Force gaming? could drive Noah to play only a DS game? What could it be? <laughs> Listeners, stay tuned. Could it be the fact All will be that explained later as we work towards our stunning conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Earth-shaking, Could it be the fact that you've been missing some parts for, your, for your computer? Yeah, I got a bunch of OEM. We're not talking boxes. season two, True Blood. We're talking season one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about this now. We can get into this later. We can. Okay. What have you been playing, Jason? I've also been playing Professor Layton in the oh, really? Diabolical Box. What do you yes. think of it? Diane got it for her DS, and of course that meant that I ended up getting sucked into it too. It's Diane so is fun. Jason's caretaker. Yeah. So I've played that. I've only done, yeah. I've only, my caretaker. She grooms him. <laughs> she picks all the. It. She picks all the insects out of my my hair. Yep, braids yeah. braids your pubes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just a, one of the many side benefits, Mark. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked I said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked you said it too. Uh, oh. So we'll be right along. I've been playing that. I only played it. Like, the bridge, I see. I've only solved like thirty puzzles, maybe, and so far it just seems it's like. It's the same game oh, as yeah. the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really nothing different. Mm-hmm. You know, different story. But even then, like, it seems like the story is taking like a similar, you know, path and, and yeah. how they set things up. So, I mean, it's still fun. I mean, the, the puzzles are still very addictive. But eh. what else have you been playing, Jason? Uh, it's just been that. And since I do have a PC, Ooh! since I do have a PC, it's Champions Online. Um, I oh, have. I'm sorry, I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to create the ultimate, the ultimate superhero name, and I, I do. I've witnessed it in action. And, and before I get into this, I, <laughs> I do want to say that the amount of channel massive listeners who are logging on to Champions Online and and chatting with me is quite amazing. Every night, I meet at least two to three new people. I, I like because I posted our our uh, uh, username things on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on Twitter the other day, mm-hmm. and we've got people just coming out f- out of nowhere, you know, who just say, "Oh yeah, man, I listen to your show all the time. How's it going?" And we'll get into like this long chat about you know games or whatever. It's, well, it's really been it's, amazing. It's cool because of the way the global chat is. It's easy to find you. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's super easy if you're logged on. You know, it'll say you're logged on, and they'll be able to type you a message, no matter which, which character is. you're on. Yeah. You know, as long as your base name is there, and everybody knows, that. then everybody knows you're on. That is nice. So it's kind of cool. So, I, like, I've got people from all over the place. Seriously, two to three new people a night have been contacting me, and we just sit there and I'll just chat with them for a while. So it's really neat. One of this, one of these occasions happened last night. Uh, ran into a player who had listened to the podcast, and we got to talking. And he said, "You know, you ought to change. You ought to make one of your character names the Reckoning." 
and I had a laugh about that because we, we got into this whole Twitter thing months back about creating the ultimate MMO name uh, for a game. So it was like some long, ridiculously long, dark age of the Fallen Empire, um, blood Bloodlines to the Reckoning. It had to be like two. Yeah, but it had, it had to be like part two. It had to be like a reckoning. sequel. Yeah. So I kept thinking, well, there's no way it's going to allow me to to create like a huge name like that, but maybe it'll let me do something similar. So I created this really evil looking skeleton behemoth character and I uh and I was like, okay, let's but you know, blood bloodlines to the reckoning doesn't make much sense. So I'll name him I'll try to name him Bloodlust to the reckoning. And it let me do it with the dash and everything. The, yeah, it's hyphenated and it is. The and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it actually let me name my character. Like that. when he types something in the chat box, his name fills up like a whole line of <laughs> yeah. the chat box. And it doesn't. And I actually I tested it further because uh-huh. I wanted to see how much further I could take it. By the way, just to give people reference, I, I tried to do the whole. I was like, okay, I want to see if I can actually do Dark Age of you know whatever <laughs> the whole thing, and it. it, it what I was able to type in just that bloodlust to uh, the reckoning, you can't go f- that much further beyond it. So it doesn't support. It's still a lot of characters, but it's still a lot of characters. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, it's pretty dang cool. So yeah, I, f- I think I officially now have the coolest champions online name ever. I had to laugh when I saw that. I, I like, just thought it was hysterical. Because he like, sent me a tell, and I was like, who's this bozo? And then I saw like at CM Jason, and I was like, oh, well, cool. And then he was like, check out what I got my name to be. And I was like, wow, that's really... that's." Then I was just... We were both like giving it props for letting you have that name. For yes, I'm, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And yet shocked. <laughs> it was. It was like... Really? You're going to let me name myself that? So what power set does this hero have? I uh, might, and he's like supernatural, so... <laughs> I thought maybe he'd be like a, you know, cupcake power. No. Or... No, they don't have that Form power set in there yet. chocolate frosting. But I'm still enjoying it. Uh, the, the combat's very fast-paced, way more fast-paced in comparison than City Heroes ever was, than most MMOs ever are, really. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, Age of Conan, fast-paced, but... Well, I just don't think that there's, like, that much more involved. But there, the cool thing is you have, like, the... How you're able to charge the powers up and and stuff like that. There's really... There's only certain powers that have cooldowns, so it's not, like, everyone... Not every power is on a cooldown. Yeah, especially Sometimes the, the only ones. the only thing that's preventing you from using a power is not having enough energy. Yeah to do it, but you can always build that back up very quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I love the combat parts. Um, For your higher level character, are you playing in the desert or in the, the in Canada? I play Canada. both. Are you playing both? Yeah. Yeah, I figure I may as well use all of the quests available, too. Because yeah, I've exhausted my desert ones, but this isn't about me. This is about you. I was just curious to see where are you spending most of your time. The I'm I'm been splitting 50, them up between the two zones. I just oh, I go cool. back and forth. I bounce back and forth just on a whim. Right on. Which kind of keeps it fresh. Um, how about you, Mark? What have you been doing? Well, I've kind of been um, I've, I've been kind. Of, I've kind of gone really off the 
into the I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak words that come to me anymore. Do not <laughs> Mark flow. is smart. I think I'm having a stroke. Uh, no, I. Um, well, there goes the whole that. What did we talk about last somebody's episode? Somebody's going to have to edit games. I've been <laughs> video games like Tetris make you smarter. It's more intelligent. Yeah. I've been um, mostly playing Champions Online. I've kind of forsaken my League of Legends time. I I do have a League it of Legends forsaken. story though. So I after I played with Noah last, I was feeling pretty good about myself, and then I won like three games in a row. And I was feeling... So that's really when you get dangerous. That's when you get dangerous, where you tr- start to try stupid stuff. And in one of those one of those games, with my little character, I managed to do this thing where I like hopped over this enemy character, and then I have this ability that like n- it hits them for damage, but it knocks them backwards. So I hopped over him and stunned him, hit him with the thing which knocked him backwards, knocked him back in between two of my towers, and and then a, a couple of my heroes were coming in too, and it, it was just devastating. So I was like obsessed with trying to pull that off at will, and I haven't been able to pull it off very well, like <laughs> at all. And so I've like so then I lost like three in a row and was like getting owned because I keep I keep trying for it like too early in the game and stuff and it's just not working out. So I've I've so between being kind of down on myself. So for you've that, regressed in your Yeah, my my stats have gone down because I'm trying new stuff, mm. like trying to get fancy, you know. But it's really cool when you do it because they don't expect to be suddenly it's it's like you flanked them but you haven't. You come at them head on, but then you jump over and knock them backwards and they're back behind your enemy lines and they're screwed, you know. It's awesome if you can do it. Huh. But and no one knows exactly what I'm talking about, but I but, do. But um so between that and then really kind of really getting into Champions Online, I've been having just a blast with that. Um, I think my favorite thing so far is out in the desert. There's this mission where you have to go into this general or colonel has kind of gone AWOL, and he's him and his men are all mut- mutating from the, the, the all the radiation that's out right. there. And he's in this bunker up on the top of this hill. Well, like... I don't know exactly how many sides of the bunker have these anti-air turrets, but the the approach I came in on, it was definitely there. So I'm like <laughs> flying in, and I see like this missile coming at me, and then it turns into like a movie. I'm like, I can outrun that missile. I know I can. <laughs> so I'm flying, and I'm like, and this missile is like gaining on me, and then boom, it hits me. You know, right before it hits me, I do my force field thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I go back, and then there's, like, more missiles coming at me, and they're doing the swirly smoke thing. And the graphics of it all are so well done that it's just, it's like, I'd say cinematic, but it's cel-shaded comics. So it's, like, a really good, cool, like, comic book sequence. You know, Mark, I've been in that same area, and and those turrets have never fired on me (laughs) once. (laughs) Rocking me, <laughs> so funny. I'll be honest, they, they've never they, fired on me once. Is, I'm, there, and is I'm your like, travel right? power flight? Or? No, it's teleportation. So that was the thing I was wondering was, is I've got a major hard on for teleportation. Well, teleportation is, is cool, but I really like the way they did it. The way they did it is compared to what they have in Studio Heroes oh, is like 10 or any times game, better. like any game. Yeah. With, is what rocks. is it that they do? Because I read that it was interesting, but I don't know how it's done. You know how when you're a night elf in World of Warcraft, you turn into That's a wisp? exactly what it's like. It's like that on crack. Like you switch to teleport mm-hmm. mode and you f- you go really fast. Everything changes colors, so it's like and it, it, but you have to refresh it every once in a while. Yeah, if you want to maintain and then you like phase and you phase in, but and it's not nearly as annoying as having to target somewhere. No. On Screen, it's really intuitive. Like City of Heroes used to be. And, that used and to, to be so And to annoying. the other player, 
It's like, well, you're here, and then poof, you're gone, and then a little bit of time passes because you go so fast, and then poof, you're over here. So it's like you're it's actually just like teleporting. You're like Nightcrawler. Yeah, kinda. it's just like Nightcrawler. Like when you teleport in, you know, like usually the they do the animation, so you're in some kind of different stance in the air, and then you start to fall as gravity hits you, and then poof, you can teleport, and you can, you know, come up somewhere else, and you know, start to yeah, fall. Yeah, that's by far my favorite. But but anyway, power. I <laughs> wondered just that question. I thought, I wonder if it's really if this is just like a little thing that they put in that's mm-hmm. just key to people that are that have some form of flight because i walked up upon it mm-hmm. and afterwards i was just totally like enthralled with this you know put the turret there obviously something you're gonna have to run into if you come in from any direction right. where the the quest giver or mission giver was and yeah, i walked up to it and it didn't fire on me but the second i took you off know, to but fly, it, is, it is an anti-air yeah and that's what's so cool about it. Like, the minute so, you take off flying, it's maybe like... Maybe that does make sense. Maybe it makes sense that I... Because yeah. all I did was I just teleport right up to the mountain. And, yeah. And there were, like... I, I remember there's, like, a couple quests just that involve that mountain. There's that instance that you go into. And then there's also where in one where you have to pick up these crates yeah. of stuff or whatever. Yep, right around and there. I remember being scared because I, like, landed right next to one, and I went, oh, crap, this thing's going to start launching shit at me. Yeah. Isn't it? And it never did. But that's what it is. It's totally anti-air. Yeah. It was so cool, though, like, trying to outrun these anti-air missiles. I was like, I can do it. It was just like, um, (laughs) what was that, Firefox with Clint Eastwood? I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I'm like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm, like, flying backwards, and I'm like, oh, whoa. (laughs) So I've I've been doing the... PV stuff, and then I've been playing the hell out of the PvP. So I've only done the hero games a little bit. I've played maybe five or six matches. Um, I think I'm up to about 15. Now that I know what I'm doing as far as slotting my defensive powers, I, I learned this. I learned this kind of the hard way, but eventually, I just think it's better to do this with all of your characters. First off, lightning reflexes sucks, <laughs> just like it did in City of Heroes. It sucks. It sucks in Champions Online, so just skip that altogether. If if that's like one of your options, wait until you're able to tap into the other power pools to get your defense, because lightning reflexes sucks. Balls. Yeah, regeneration is the current min-max. Regeneration extreme. is really good. Personal force field is pretty decent. I have that because I'm a force power. And you max those you, when you when you're able to slot the advantages. Spend your first four advantage points on on maxing that out you know, right off the bat. I put, I and put, you become indestructible. For I put a while. um I put mine into uh, force explosion. So that. you do you do the force explosion, and I love that. And there's an advantage that when you do it, it it causes a offensive buff as long as you stand in the area. And so basically, after you do it, nobody wants to get in that area anyway. So nobody's going to come towards you because they're like, oh, that person's just going to do that. And when you do it, it's just like in the Force Unleashed. People just go like that. So they don't want to come near you. So then you're like, just turn into a howitzer, you know, motor. Right. You know, and you're just like, <laughs> start, yeah. start firing. And away. somebody does come close and you force explode and they're like, oh, I'm staying away. Yep. So, that's uh, an awesome power. I like, I like that. Probably, they'll probably end up nerfing that. They're probably going to end up nerfing teleportation too because Tele- in PvP it's pretty lame. Yeah, you kind of need Because you can it. just teleport right out of holds. Like, yeah. holds become worthless if you have te- teleportation. And force explosion mitigates a mm-hmm. lot of them too. And that helps too. That's really cool. When they freeze you in this it's these really well rendered ice columns all around you and then it's like you do a force explosion and 
It helps break you out of There's it. no more fo- ice column around you, and they're like, shit! <laughs> Thwarted again! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I've been just playing the hell out of Champions Online, and, and I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I, I have to admit, I'm, I've been enjoying it, too. I'm enjoying it more um, than I thought I would. And there's a lot more depth than I thought it would. That's true for me, too. I didn't yep. think I was going to get into it that much. But Don't worry, Noah. We're not looking at me you. In. So are you going to log back into Age of Conan to see all the changes? <laughs> Every Monday night. To I'm, Conqueror? Never. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I want to... Yeah, I think, I think you, you guys have that? outpaced me so much in, in Age of Conan. I'm going to bring my Conqueror over. Well, I bring it up because they released their last major patch which totally did a lot of changes to the conqueror was it good or bad or could you tell i i don't i've never played a conqueror so i can't really speak to it I'll have to but look you it should up. check it out there yeah, it's, it's a big swap like an overhaul huh? the, yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. the simple and complex for. at blogspot uh blogspot.com um formerly known as uh open edge 1 <laughs> Uh, although he no longer goes under that moniker, uh, <laughs> has a bunch of good information on all the latest stage of Conan. Oh, right on. Uh, patch notes and things like that. So I highly recommend checking it out. I'll check it out. It's good. Good blog. Matt, let's get on to some of the email and tweets. Yeah. And now it's time for. Time for our email. The first, first up, we have an email, and then we have. Well, I guess we have two emails. No, they're actually just comments. These are just comments. Oh yeah, that's right. Comments. They are comments from the website. From the website. We all slowly devolve to where (laughs) we can no longer use the email. Well, no, because we never respond to the comments. Oh, that's on our right. own website, which is kind of lame. So why is that? Because we suck. never go to. Do you remember the password? <laughs> I kind of lost that a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, the the leprechaun <laughs> wants to know about Noah's new gaming so rig. I was trying to yeah, get the my... leprechaun wrote <laughs> the leprechaun. Would Noah share with us the hardware he decided on for his new PC system, processor, motherboard, video card, RAM? I'm also considering an upgrade, but I'm picky about what I have under the hood. Noah seems to be someone who does somewhat extensive research on a subject like I do, and so I'd like to be interested to know what hardware he thought best for his gaming needs. Thanks for your help. Also, I really enjoy the podcasts, guys. It's my favorite, the one I look forward to the most. I appreciate the effort you guys put into it. Ass kisser. Thank you, Leprechaun. We appreciate that. (laughs) But we appreciate the ass kissing. Yes. As it turns out, my secret weapon when it comes to PC building is actually Mark. He's the one who <laughs> figures out the components, and I would be remiss to, to to not give credit to him. I do spend a lot of time focusing on more superficial things, <laughs> such as cases and CPU coolers and stuff like that, and that's what I chose. Point being, case. but point being is, uh, you know, Mark could probably speak to this. No, I really just could. doesn't have a clue what he's doing when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> a PC. <laughs> I think he. <laughs> I think I. I'm reasonably. I'm just confident kidding. What I'm doing, but yeah, I'm still putting mine together. I don't get a lot of time to do stuff on my own. <laughs> Not a lot of time out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you out of that padded cell. They sure don't. So, do uh, so, so yeah. So I. So, I'll put. The I'll put the build we did up in the show notes. Um, 
basically to Let's just take create a separate post for it. Okay, or that, yeah, something like that, or actually respond to his comment with it. Yeah, you put, well, that would have been the nice thing to do. I'll to do begin that. With. Um, basically, I just went around and I I tend to uh, I tend to believe that um, others are smarter and have more resources than I. So, what I usually do is I look at like Ars Technica's builds. I look at Tom's hardware. And then I like to go to a lot of the the people who make gaming systems and see like what motherboard they've standardized on for the chipset that I that I've deemed to be the one that I want. You know, be it the latest Ace uh, AMD or the latest Intel or whatever, because usually whatever they've standardized on is something that's probably pretty stable and probably isn't giving them a lot of. RMA orders, <laughs> right? And I don't want to be like out on the bleeding edge of anything like that. But I usually go with like an overclocker um, motherboard and, and video card because I figure it's going to be pretty damn stable if I don't overclock it. And I, I usually do the same with the RAM. You know, I get I get whatever I can to give me just rock solid stability. Because at the end of the day, I, I just don't have a lot of time for gaming, and I don't want to be spending it <laughs> sorting out technical problems. <laughs> Um, so, anyway, I'll put... That's I'll, a good point. I mean... Yeah, you know, you know I, If you're spending all the time trying to figure out whether or not you've got the right driver yeah. to mess with, or if your driver is having... Yeah, you're com- not spending any if, time if playing you, If you become, like, the <laughs> yeah. definitive source for, like, the latest, like, NVIDIA, um, you know, 280, GGX280 video card and mm-hmm. all of the problems that have ever occurred with it... You're probably not getting a lot of game time in. No. Like, you should never be a definitive source for any of this stuff, except for the games you're playing, right? That's, like, my whole take. Like, I just don't want to know, you know, all the ins and outs of this. I just want something that's going to be rock solid. You just want it to work. And fairly reasonably priced. And I like to spend money on a few things every time, you know? Like, there's a few things where I think you should spend your money, and a few things you shouldn't spend your money on, you know? Like, do you need a thousand watt? power supply probably not do you need you know do you need you know four-way sli probably probably not not. although it would be pretty it would be pretty sweet do you need (laughs) one of those for god's sakes one of those retarded like killer network cards that gives you like one millisecond of latency over over everyone else if you're on the same lan no (laughs) you don't so there's like you know things like that so but anyway I digress stick to the standards the most important parts are always going to be motherboard Processor, RAM, video card. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and probably and and video card probably being most important if you're gaming. Yeah, if it, if it, and if the name brand on it is something you've never heard of, right? You probably haven't heard of it for pretty good reason. Video card EVGA is a pretty good. Yeah, they're really standard good. video card. They've been around for a while. They always create quality cards. Um, personally. I would start from the, from the video card and work your way down. So if you're going to really spend the majority, if you're on a budget, I'd spend the majority of your cash on the video card and then sacrifice everything else, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I mean, because, well, I mean, it's not like it's, because you can get decent hardware, like a oh, motherboard yeah. and CPU on the cheap. Yeah, and if but you... But don't it, skimp on the video card. And, and it depends on the price points you're coming in at, but... In a lot of cases, you can do like a 
you can get like a pre-built system, you know, that's like a cookie cutter thing from like, you can get it from a local screwdriver shop, which is what I call those local, Mm -hmm. you know, places that sell, you know, gaming computers or whatever, where it's, um, you know, you can get usually like a standard there and then throw in your top of the line video card or, you know, I never go with the top of the line video card. I always go with the one right under it. And, and the best time to buy is right after a new generation has just launched Mm -hmm. because you can come right in under the radar for, you know, if you're spending like, if you're spending over $250 on your video card, you, you might want to think about it a little, you know? Um, but anyway, that's a lot of talking. It is. Anyway, I think it's, it's very valuable. I'll respond to the comment. Um, I've, I've personally built like probably well over a thousand PCs in my, my time. Cause when I first got into the whole IT business, I worked for a really cheap guy who I think Mark helped me. He built all build, of our build one of mine. Yeah. Back in the day. So I, I mean, it's like, you know, things change as time. I don't build them anymore except for myself, but as time has marched on a lot of the same, I guess, I don't know what you'd say. The same, um, guidelines have have stayed the same you know a lot of the stuff is still true don't buy this thing really cheap you know right. <laughs> don't go at the bottom bottom of the barrel or that's what you'll get you'll have like in if you end up having to rma like everything you know at the end of the day it wasn't really worth the money so anyway i'll reply to the comment like a good like a good samaritan should or <laughs> a person actually invested <laughs> in this podcast owner. website <laughs> yeah and uh my help. Put up the specs that... Because Noah and I both built the same thing, except I kept my old video card for now, and he went with the new one. And, and then, as you remember, when I played Age of Conan on Mark's machine, it seemed like it was in easy mode, so you know it's a good configuration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always the first one to load up my League of Legends screen, too, which is kind of a nice thing. That's pretty sweet. And when you do the... What is it? The mm, system... Oh, Yeah. Gosh, the words fail me. When you hit control delete and you hit the system monster. Oh monitor, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. And you have the your perf mon thing. EKGs going on. Yeah, I have eight, just like Jason. Jason can put sweet. his up too. You got a pretty sweet mm-hmm. rig. Yeah, I've never seen your I went, machine. I went Intel like. and he went AMD, and normally, and my last three have been like AMD. So this is a bit of a departure for me, but. Yeah, I mean, it, I, mine's not top of the line by any stretch of the imagination, but it gets the job done i could play champions online and full yeah and all of its full glory no problem at all and oh the games we'll play next year i can't wait Uh, man chess (laughs) yeah (laughs) backgabbing i'm thinking of ultima solitaire 2010 (laughs) ultima 7 in dos box (laughs) sweet uh sailor wrote in she's she's got our back she says also too passive of a podcast listener to send Skype messages, but I really enjoy the podcast even though I'm barely playing anything. It's fun to hear what others are playing. Screw people who think you jump in from game to game. There are hundreds if not thousands of single game dedicated podcasts. When I'm playing something in particular, I listen to those too, but when I'm not, I continue to enjoy listening to podcasts about gaming in general. Keep the shows coming. Thank you, Thank, thank you, Sailor. That was awesome. And now is probably not a good time to announce that we've decided to only focus on Champions. Oh, I was going to say Warhammer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that would be even a bigger joke. Um, Just joking. (laughs) We'll stay general. Long-ass 
tweeted us a couple times today, and he bitches about Ion and DKP systems. He says, uh, I don't know if this is valuable input, but I'm always getting bored at level 28 in Ion. <laughs> but I want my level 30 collector wings. Well, that is a conundrum, because you have to get to level 30, I guess, and already pick those up. I'm surprised he has even time to play Ion with as much as he goes on providing note-by-note note breakdowns of his Lord of the Rings online stuff. Well, you know, he's playing it's that. It's impressive. You know, he's, he's got that going on. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess that should tell you something. I mean, you've played... You know, you've played through the beta enough, obviously, to to know that you're always getting bored at this particular point in the game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you obviously know that there's something wrong going on there. But apparently, what is there's like four hundred thousand pre-orders for Ion. I guess four hundred thousand people can't be wrong. That's right. Or can they? Because I can flap my wings. I guess five. Some of the time, five hundred thousand like people. Other times, I can just. We're cut right it about balloons. Warhammer Online, though. Well, maybe not. How many thousand anyway. are wrong about? Oh, <laughs> anyway. Where's Paul Barnett? Four hundred thousand people can um, be wrong. <laughs> he also tweeted. He says, "My pet peeve uh, is that people still use uh, DKP systems in time times of token slash bad badge rewards and massive welfare epics for every game." Yeah. Well, I think that my according to the epics. DKP system we use to determine who can respond to the email. Um, I'm up by 40 points, so um, I'm going to take the, right. uh, I'll take the Obsidian token for this one. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, what, wh- what the hell, you know, can we not, can we get beyond dragon kill points at some point or at least change it up for the genre? I mean, well, the thing is, is that like, they think it's totally, you know, they've, it's, but it's an artificial system. But, but they've system. already created, like, they've created a token badge reward system now to get past the whole problem. Right. Like, everybody but gets something, are still, right? They're, like, still stuck in So then the they're artificially... Well, you know, we've done it for so long this way, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things. You fear change. I guess. My God. It is the... That is, like, so irritating that... I, I just... I'm Man, I'm, like, right there with you. I gotta say, that is just so stupid. And I don't really know in, in Lord of the Rings online, like, what the... Uh, how that works? Yeah, I'm not. I have no clue, but been, I hope been that so long I hope I hope I'm guessing he's coming from there as opposed to Ion, but maybe not. But I, I hope to God that there's something more evolved. You know, we can only hope. Guilds suck. I mean, really, <laughs> not not our champions online one. That, we love you all. Or or Age of Conan one. Those or, are great. Or but, our World of Warcraft one, or our Warhammer one. But, but no, in we general, forsa- we for we forsaken the. The World of Warcraft one a long time ago. They've already moved on without us. <laughs> but 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 what seeds we planted? A lot of guilds world. do yeah. kind of get like the, the especially the ones that consider themselves hardcore ra- raiders. They they really kind of get stupid. You got some experience with that during your last your Wrath of the Lich King play. Didn't yeah, you? and I, I just got really annoyed by the whole mentality of it. It's just especially because the game. The game mechanics were changing at that time, at that exact time. They were like, okay, people don't like running the same, you know, running through this 15 times in a row and getting screwed on their loot. So we're going to put in these, you know, a token system basically where you get credit for each time you go through. At the end of the day, you can take your tokens and you can cash them in and get whatever the fuck you want. You know, we don't care. We, you know, you can get whatever you want out of this set of loot, right? And you'll be just as cool as anyone else. But Warhammer Online, like the, the, the PvE and that, it's still that same old way. It's like, 
all the cool ideas they had, and they still blew that. You know, it's like, come on. People. Same as it ever was. Huh, it's just so... Same as it ever was. All right, well, that obviously touched a nerve, struck a chord with me. A very bad chord, like a diminished minor with, we'll take with a, a flat we'll, string. We'll take a quick little break here to allow Mark to Collect have a couple my, sips of uh, his get a hold of and myself and calm down away. a little bit. You Not know? in front of the guests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we'll get on with the week in gaming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, creepy voice, Jason. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming! First up, we're going to tackle some news in the anime world. That's our part one. We have a part two of something special. I call them phasing. I'm using phasing technology. Yes, you are. Because I like Blizzard. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to Blizzard later. We will. There will be a moment for that. Blizzard the Reckoning. But first up... <laughs> the Reckoning Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Blizzard <laughs> Lust. <laughs> first up, we're going to touch base with the authority of video game reporting and news on the internet. That's IGN. And they we came up with a list. We say authority... A list? Air quotes... <laughs> Yeah, it's a top ten list. Top ten list? It gets better. With yeah, each aren't top ten lists what, what uh, gaming magazines do when they really don't have anything better to write about? Oh, it actually is very true for online websites as well. Mm. When in doubt, even, make a list. Everybody loves lists. So. Everybody clicks through the list. It's a, it's a great story topic to create. So the first... Top so the top ten problems with MMOs. Yeah. After that, because we've got very laborious introduction. Number ten, elves. That kind of sets the tone for the rest <laughs> of the article. Well, of course they bring up the tried and true. Oh, the whole fantasy genre thing is tired, and everybody's seen it, done it before. It's become and that's boring. That's all that people are comfortable with. So that's all the developers will do. And you know. The thing is, is that it smacks of a little bit of truth, but yet that's not a problem with MMOs. That's just, you know... It's hyperbole. It's just hyperbole, people. It, the thing is that when when, when, when an MMO that's based in a fantasy world comes up with their own like crazy-ass races, sometimes you wish they'd stick with elves and dwarves and gnomes, because the shit they come up with is so retarded. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at, like, some of the races that are going to be in Guild Wars 2, just take a good look at what they've got coming. Yeah, but everything else in that game looks pretty freaking sweet. It is a beautiful game. I agree completely. I'm just saying, I, can, I wish I they'd have stuck with the all... I can get over the fact that my character either, looks like a weird... Either stick with the all-humans thing for that, like <laughs> the first one, or or stick with some like races that are a little bit more iconic. I mean, I, I sort of see what they're saying, but again, it's just like a, it's one of those cop-out... Oh, it's a total cop out. Uh, this is the reasons the why worst, MMOs are the worst. Uh, have problems. There should be a top ten list about like worst problems with journalism, and <laughs> at the top of that should be a top ten list, then top five list right mm. after that. <laughs> Number nine, a fi- another filler response: humans, because then because people suck, dude. Yeah, because people are gonna ruin your gaming experience, and it's strange that humans get their own item number because humans are also several of the other answers in here because number eight is perverts 
<laughs> what do they mean by that? A subtype of humans. It's almost as if they think that perverts pervade the uh, MMO landscape all the time. <laughs> like, like there's nothing but pervs who play MMOs. Yeah, it's like you run. It's like you run into a pedophile like every five minutes. You play one of these games. This this right next to the ad, the IGN com ad, IGN com presents wet. Video mashup, <laughs> which is a crap game. Everybody, do not buy that game. Oh, so there's your. So we've yeah. already had somebody who's. Uh, I played the demo. Played it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but seven. the whole pervert thing. I mean, seriously, do you do you run into a pervert all that often? And in what? A, I don't think I've ever run into a pervert in any times that I played with you guys. I mean, the, I, the problem that I have is where they talk about the. 40 I mean, we year old, get a little bit perverted. The forty-year-old man <laughs> who still lives at home and writes erotic Star Trek fan fiction is a powerful motivator. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with erotic Star Trek novels <laughs> that, that may or may not reside on my heart. Okay, drive. okay. <laughs> Number seven is no consequences. Riker strode into the room. There was something about his hair that. Now this is actually th- he this particular point. Valid point, point. Silence, Mark. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, he walked in sideways, of course, because his shoulders never, <laughs> never did work right. <laughs> he had that look in his eye. His, sorry. <laughs> anyway, their their seventh bullet point is no consequences. So you stole the secret imperial battle plans, rescued the mayor's daughter, and single-handedly de- defeated the alien psych. Psychic who was holding our government hostage. Good for you. There are about a thousand other people who did that already, and hundreds more waiting to do it again tomorrow. And the worst part: the game world really doesn't care. That's really. Uh, and I think that's actually a good valid point. Yeah, I think that's this. This point is one of the main. It's gonna if an MMO comes out that's fun to play and can address that. That's really going to be a watershed moment and for the people say, genre. well, the whole phasing thing the Blizzard's come up with takes care of all that. But that's not necessarily true because it's a, it's a step. You're not seeing the same yeah. world as other people are. Yeah. I yeah you're, seeing, you're, ball, you're all seeing a different world depending well, on where you're at. Well, you're seeing one of two worlds, right? Yeah, depending on where you're at in that quest line, you're still seeing two separate but worlds. But isn't, isn't, isn't part of the problem with this that the writer is kind of naive? Like, yes, it's Maybe. an MMO. I'm not going to be go- to go. I'm not going to be able to go into this game, put a, a shit ton of hours into it, and be able to make the sun disappear out of the sky at will. <laughs> you can't. Uh, well, not yet. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. You know, it's like that's there's a bit of of naivety in the I, whole. I see what you're saying like, there. Yeah, it's an MMO. That's the definition. You're all bunch of pissants and you always will be some will be better geared higher leveled pissants than others but you're all pissants if you want that in-depth engrossing experience and you play a single player rpg or you get your friends by together yourself. and play some dungeons and dragons by god you know oh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that in an mmo i think yeah. it's i think it's insane to expect it i don't even think that with tor and all the high hopes for that is going to address this no. issue no so but there. it might address number six on the list, which is no story. That's true. Good segue, man. Well, the stories are. There should be music playing. I don't know that, that necessarily the, these MMOs don't have stories, but some of them sure as hell don't have very good or interesting stories. The writing level, I mean the the level of story is yeah, and let's face horrible it too. And, and let's face it, it's also in the way that the story is presented to the user, which is so monumentally 
bad these days. I mean, we we've got to the point where it's the standard. You get your story from quest vendors, essentially, who yeah. hand you a quest with we, a bunch of lines we, of text, we could, which you just brush over, you know, anyway. So you're not even really reading the story. We could go around and around with this for hours. I think the, the way to sum it up is to say, play Fallout 3, and then you'll know how you could put story into a game. I think that's exactly how they should do it. Yep. In an MMO, it would be done. They could do that easily. Exactly the same way. There's no reason why they couldn't do it like that. Uh, number five issue is the grind. Again, don't rather, like to grind. For rather speed. naive, considering where the roots of the foundation of MMOs but come from. I think from. that there, it, grinding is a is definitely an issue, though. I, I, I noticed I in in Champions Online, it's like really not about grinding. Like the whole, mm, I don't know. I mean, about the whole that. at I least mean, for the levels that I've hit so far, it seems like it's like you you kind of you're kind of encouraged to do quests and not really grind through stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like you could in WoW for sure. I mean, you don't have online. to sit there. I mean, everything I've ever done has been through a mission. Yeah, that's And then I mean. anything else that I've done beyond that has been ancillary. Like, if I happen to run into a group of... I've, I might just tag a group of mobs on a whim and, I've done that and blow them up. Try out, like, power yeah. combinations before. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, there's kind of sparse population here. I can actually be, get kind of stupid. But mostly, I, I do go for the quests or the missions to be more precise. Um, they're number four... Issue is PC focus, mm-hmm. uh, which you know. Hey, I we've been begging for it. Jack Emirates for begging for it for, for his a long game. time here. Yeah, um, games, I guess. Right, we're gonna face it. With- yeah, it's it really. You know, there's no reason why it can't happen on a console. Nope. No reason. Not, I mean, games not, of not today's consoles are already coming. I mean, that mag for the PS3 is supposedly supposed to boast hundreds of players playing on the same zone at the same time. Yeah. So, and Champions Online is it would be perfect in that sense because you're not dealing. You're only dealing with like a hundred people in a zone max at any given time, and then they split those off into into different instances yeah. as well. So. Champions Online would be a perfect test bed for uh, something like that. Why Microsoft won't just let it happen is beyond me. IGN speculates that Microsoft and Sony don't get a cut of the subscription fee. Well, and that, that, maybe that's what they're waiting on. Maybe they're waiting on some kind of capitulation from these uh, companies that say, you know, we want a cut of uh, your monthly subscription fees. Maybe these companies are like, no, yeah, uh, that's our money. <laughs> that's <laughs> our revenue that stream. I mean, yeah. aside from the initial purchase, so, but you know, otherwise they'd have to bump up the price of the game. You know, so, it's like a twenty dollars. Well, I guess it could be. It could be like any, anything else between the PC and the console. That you still pay a premium to play it on the console, even if it's only a ten dollar bump, right? Yeah, I don't know. But see, I don't know if a lot of people are going to do that then. Then what's the incentive of getting it on the console? I don't know that there is one yeah. if they're going to do that. There you go. Um, this other one, like, here is death. Uh, do you know you could die from playing these games? No, we're not just talking about player death. or about the unfortunate deaths that arise from an unhealthy emotional attachment to the game world. This time around, we're actually talking about real diseases like diabetes, obesity, and colon cancer. 
Ten minutes on the floor of any gaming-related event is more than enough to convince you that obesity is a given, but diabetes and colon cancer? Just from sitting around gold farming 18 hours a day? I mean, we all figured it was emotionally unhealthy, but who knew it could actually ruin your body? <laughs> so they're just this is this is one of those add-in. Oh, we don't know what we're going to <laughs> write here, so we're going to make a snarky little comment for number two. And finally, and they're finally they finally get around to a fairly decent argument is that it the these games are all about the st- statistics. Role playing games uh, should be an outgrowth of your character motivation and evolving story. Um, game developers have a different definition when it applies to an MMO. The MMO justifies itself as an RPG by the mere fact that it determines whether your characters succeed or fail based solely on their statistics. And that's true of most MMOs out there. A lot of RPGs um, have that. Well, a lot of single-player RPGs, too. I mean, it's just... it's it's has its roots yeah. dating all the way back to the birth of these type of games. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I don't think that... Like the stats are the big deal, or or how the skill trees are set up in certain games. You know, it's just I think that yeah, some of the it just depends on the game and how they do it. And I I think that some some games do it better than others. Yeah. Um, you know, some people prefer like a skill based, you know, type leveling system. I'd like to see more games go towards something like. Like Fallout Three, honestly, where you get, you have your base stats, but you still, you know, you can still use every single skill out there, but you only become really good at them if you if you invest, yeah, skill points in them. I I think that's you know, and then cool. and that's pretty much that. You leave it at that. Again, I think there's a certain like lack of getting what hooks in a lot of MMO players are in it for Yeah, the you know, a lot of people are in it for that. They're in they're into the level progression. They're yeah. into seeing getting you know, evolving their character that way. Bigger better loot to fight bigger better monsters to get bigger better loot to fight bigger better <laughs> And the and the circle of life continues. Exactly. Um in some bad MMO news I'm not. Cho- I'm not just talking about the MMOs being bad. Yes, Blizzard is canceling WoW. Bad oh, no, news wait. in general. <laughs> um, Star Wars Galaxies is going to be shutting down 12 servers. Um, of course, the spin doctors are like, "Well, this is a great day for Star Wars Galaxies." <laughs> I was shocked to hear they had 25 servers still. Honestly, that blew my mind. I was too. I was. Just- I had no idea they had that many servers left. I, I thought, I was like, there's no way. They have to be running... I thought they were, like, cutting it from, like... When I, when I first read the article... Well, when I first re- I read a headline. It wasn't... I'm looking at the massively headline right now, but I, I read a headline that said, uh, Star Wars Galaxies shutting down servers, uh, you know, allowing free character transfers, something like that. So I was thinking, well, maybe they had, like... You know, a base of maybe 12 to 15 servers, and they were cutting yeah. it down to, like, 10, you know, or whatever. I had no idea they still had that many servers open at the time. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just crazy. And uh, in about another year or so, that server's population will be down to maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll be a single I'm just server. Saying, I don't mean to be an day. ass. It's just they'll be like Eve, except with a fraction of the users, but they'll have one server. <laughs> yeah, they'll one single shard for every <laughs> one hundred of you who are still playing our game. <laughs> and the bad news that was didn't mean there. But, well, kind of deservedly so. Um, and Dungeon Runners, which kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's sh- it was kind of like I was kind of shocked, but then again, I wasn't. Uh, Dungeon Runners is going to be shutting down at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have like a letter uh, to the community uh, came out, and they they just basically say that uh, we're not, you know it's not cutting the mustard. Uh, we're not making any money, and uh, the first rule of the business is if uh, you know you just want to be profitable, and he, you know, they're just not they're not doing it. They're and not making enough money to... What shocked me is they... Apparently that game was running with five developers. Yeah. And now they're going to be down to three. Which like kind of... Five? it's amazing. And the thing is, is that... You know, and this is NCSoft again. Yep. You know, you mean you can't come up with some kind of business plan to justify keeping five guys around to work on, on yeah, a that's game? Really they're sad. like, if it's not Lineage I mean, really? or City of Heroes, we're killing it. I mean, are you serious? I, I mean, you can't keep... Five guys around it. I mean, it obviously has a bunch of fans. Yeah. Oh, in Guild Wars, I know they they, but that doesn't have a subscription model. No, no. But I'm saying dungeon. You know, talking about dungeon runners, I'm saying that they have a, like a bunch of fans. It seems like with that game, the thing that killed them was they. You know, it was never <clears throat> it was never a triple A title. It was just kind no, of like and, an and oddity. They, I don't think they had any aspirations. Yeah. of that and they knew but, that. You know, myth myth was coming out too, or mythos or whatever. Mm-hmm. At about the same time, and they were kind of like going along similar lines, where it'd be a free-to-play game with a with a subscription that would give you, you know, ad-free viewing and right. um, more inventory, stackable potions, that kind of crap. So there was mm-hmm. definitely that, um, and and then I think they both were going to have some kind of microtransaction system, you know. But they didn't offer much. I mean, it was like it was yeah, so. Yeah, I think st- they probably was, could have offered more. And it was so. St- it was like it was a functional game. I loved Dungeon Runners and I loved Mythos both, but they were both so so you know lightweight. They're just you know there's just something there was always something more compelling to play. Right, that's true. Like, I agree with that. If you wanted that like isometric view or something like that, you could play um, Titan Quest. Right, right. You know, and get a whole lot more mm-hmm. class. More classes to choose from, more more custom, more more customization, more customization, tons of objects, mm-hmm. you know, weapons, spells. So it's it seemed to me it like kind of started handicapped in a way, mm-hmm. you know. It it didn't really get a good it's shot. It's just a shame. It's just it's one of those small studio efforts that not like Hellgate London, which had a great shot and just you know it. went yeah you know, but this yeah I, I just think if they would have invested more in the front end. It might have been, you know, it could have, hell, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been another Free Realms, sort of, you know. It could have been a little contender. Could have been a little contender. Yeah, it ran for three years, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's had a true. good run. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, current MMO news involving Champions Online, there was a, a State of the Game posted recently. Uh, the first State of the Game since launch. The, said Mark and Jason are both playing it. Most importantly, <laughs> we'll get that off. We'll get that uh, so, off. you know, they try to, you know, and and it kind of just drives me nuts. They're like, well, we're going to offer more content, 
because people are already bitching that there's not enough. They're already there. There's not there's not enough content to mess around with. So they they've they've listed some bases and it looks like some instances that they're they're planning on putting out some repeatable um, repeatable mission chains, like so like daily quests in yeah, other words. Great, that's all another MMO needs. I do my dailies. Yeah, I gotta do my dailies. Fuck um, that. That that kind of pisses <laughs> me off. Um, they're adding uh, they're adding meat to the team uh, where they they're trying to revamp the teaming system. Um, they're going to test uh, some uh, UI that allows players to see the state of team missions, even if they don't have them. Um, they'll show your team members' current objectives on whatever active missions they might have. Uh, and they'll add rewards for heroes that assist on missions, even if they don't have the mission themselves, which is really cool. I yeah. like that's a very good idea. That's too cool. That's something that a lot of MMOs probably should have implemented a long time ago, but don't for whatever reason. You know, it's like, well, I, I don't have this mission. Why should I fucking come with you? Yeah. Well, now, no, you I never can't. know what you're going to get. You yeah. might actually get something really cool if you come mm-hmm. help me out. It's the life is like a box of chocolates. Adam. That's right. Um... Uh, they say that they've been getting reports about their mail system eating mail. I have seen this happen. Yeah, actually. I have two two emails from um, Blameful Gecko mm-hmm. that I can't access the. Yeah, there's no items grayed out. So uh, they said they're going to improve the graphics too, so that high end users should be able to turn it up and see some better performance. That'd be interesting. I haven't had an issue on mine at all. I don't know about you. But no, it's are you running yours at full settings? Yeah, see, I'm I'm yeah, running full blown max resolution on mine. Yeah, I can only imagine. I'm like, <laughs> what will that do? Th- this this one cracked me up. Uh, powers aren't black and white yet, dude. We were just bitched we, about we that just last bitched week. about that last yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that. That was like a big just pet peeve of mine. I'm like, why can't I make my powers black or white color? At last. I mean, I could make them every other color. They managed the to make them clear, like with the whole, like the force powers right. and some of the like um, telekinetic stuff where everything ripples, but mm-hmm. you just see a disturbance, but you right. can't. It's like, yeah, please give us black and white. I mean, I just love to see like this like jet black stream of death totally going towards my, my target. Yeah. That would be fucking cool. Anyway, I hope they're able to get that in sooner than later. Just for aesthetic purposes. Oh, yeah. Um, they're going to add a new power set um, called Celestial. God, I don't, I don't even know that we need another power set in this game right now because... <laughs> not enough choices. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there's not enough choices. There's not enough ways to gimp your character enough. You now know? there's more. Like, now there's more. Celestial, of course, allows you to throw different color- types of bags of tea. And Lucky Charms. And, yeah. Uh, looks like they're going to add an option <laughs> to maybe skip the tutorial. Um, they're going to make uh, places some places dual-free zones. Um, the thing that got me was they mentioned a public test shard. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. I wish I'd have known because I just I'm stuck in like the the. Um, in the middle of a respec right now in the the powerhouse place. Right. Because I'm just, like, I'm just having troubles deciding which one is the one I want. Right. Or if I should have just left it alone. And, and the powerhouse I... is only good up to a certain extent. Yeah. Although they did say they're going to add, like, a danger room, 
which is going to have a bunch of like robots or NPCs that will. Which attack. is smart. I don't know why it wasn't there to begin with. Yeah, well, you know, that'd be th- awesome. that's the thing. And that's the thing that drives me nuts is that they were on their way there. Yeah, they have stuff in there that lets you kind of test your powers. But out. this is much better but than standing under a like, giant laser gun yeah. and or, being or, shot at. Yeah, to test defensive <laughs> or the powers mannequins. or to. Or to actually engage in like a real kind of combat yeah. situation while you're out in the field. Because some of these powers look cool and kind of seem like they work cool but, in the powerhouse when you like get out in the field. Out no. into the wild, as not we call so it. much. Yeah, the room of test dummies just doesn't cut it. So that's great they're going to add that. I just wish I'd have known about the damn test charge. Here, here, so I, I know. Have, would have, wouldn't have wasted that recon. But anyway, that's exciting. Um... Blizzard took uh, this week's uh, GDC Austin to spew a bunch of numbers at us. They sure did. Isn't that right? I mean, just reading what they talked about, it it was was like numbers. It was a keynote address titled The Universe of World of Warcraft. Actually, they should have called it The Numbers of World of Warcraft, (laughs) because that's all I get out of this. It seems like, like all they did the entire presentation was talk about we've got five billion this and two hundred this and one hundred and fifty thousand this. Seventy seven thousand six hundred fifty quests, seventy thousand spells, forty thousand NPCs, one point <laughs> five million assets, one point five point five million lines of code, four thousand employees, thirteen thousand two hundred fifty server blades, seventy five thousand CPU cores, and the players, yes, you're right, have Achieved 4.5 billion achievements. Is that like McDonald's selling over 100 billion hamburgers? Sort of. It is. Does that make Blizzard the McDonald's of the game <laughs> development industry? I'm, I don't know. Billions I didn't and say billions that. served. Don't quote me on that. I'm <laughs> just saying. And the quests actually break out. I was surprised the number of quests in the, in the game and the Expansions is actually pretty even. The original game, 2,600. Burning Crusade, 2,700 quests. Wrath of the Leech King, 2,350. Leech! <laughs> <laughs> For a total of 7,650 quests. Uh, just just this whole presentation like blew my mind. I was like, are you going to talk about anything No, they're just, just giving you the... You're just giving me all these bullshit numbers. Yeah, to me it's like... It, the GDC is, a, is supposed to be a gathering of developers so they can learn from each other, they can network, they can figure out collaboratively how to make their games be better, to be more successful internally and also on the market. And this is just Blizzard saying right at the beginning, back the fuck off. No, <laughs> this is Blizzard like walking up to the table, whipping its dick out and slamming it down and saying, you're all fucked. You're going to make an MMO? <laughs> sure. Yeah, looky here. <laughs> I love how this uh I love how this game's uh spot article ends. It says clearly running a massively multiplayer online game is a massive task indeed. As Pierce noted partway through the hour-long presentation, despite all the numbers thrown at the audience, the most mind-boggling may have been one. The number of MMO games Blizzard is making in addition to World of Warcraft. What? Back the fuck yeah, so off. Is that like one of those statements that's like, back the fuck off, bitches, because now we're going to have two MMOs on the market. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no more there room. There ain't no more room in this house, bitch. 
All needs will be met. And there was actually an, another comment from Blizzard earlier this week. I didn't put it in the show notes, but whatever this new MMO may be, we know it's supposed to be a unique property. It's not supposed to be based on any of their licensed properties or, or their existing properties is a better way to say that. And it's supposed to be much more appealing to the mass market. What do you think that means? Barbie quest. <laughs> 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 uh, actually, did. Turbine isn't working on Harry Potter Online. It's Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's actually what I was going to joke. <laughs> I was totally going to joke that. <laughs> Harry yes, Potter, truly the, the microtransaction MMO. It's truly the uh, the sign the, the sign that the end times are near. And released on 2012, right in time for the Mayan calendar. <laughs> exactly, end. exactly. I don't know. I just I, I looked at this presentation and I was just... I just thought to myself, okay, tell me something interesting. And for the record, I'm sick of all these media outlets claiming that World of Warcraft still has 11 million players because I'm sure with the big shutdown and then months-long absence and then gradual relaunch China, yeah. in China, that number is definitely not true. Yeah, not, I think all, that's not all those people too. came back. No. And that's the funny There's thing no is way. the one number missing from this is, oh, yeah, they say there's 12 million active Battle.net players, but that's probably like 3 million Koreans playing, playing StarCraft, Starcraft still. And people <laughs> playing Diablo. and Yeah, yeah that, that's a pretty responsible... The one number missing is how many people are actually playing, and it's because they can't say, well, now it's 15 million, well, yeah, because Free Realms is still it's re- doing it's stuff always- like that, though. Free Realms says, well, we we've got 5 million but how many of those are actual subscribers and yeah. how many people are sticking around after I always get mad like when I read when I read articles that are like a review for a game that sounds like a preview for a game and this is kind of like that in in, in that they like just took everything blizzard said and put it up there and no there was no snarky or well thought out like hey how many subscribers do they have are there, you know are are these any of these gazillions of people going to be you know, getting mm-hmm. pink slips soon. You know, it's just there. There's another story there. You know, but I guess they. They don't. I am such a up. such a spokesman for good journalistic practices, but especially you know, when it comes to Blizzard, Mark. <laughs> it, yeah, and my undying fandom for Blizzard. But still, I mean, it seems like somebody could have come up with something. There. Well, Mark, now that you've propped up Blizzard on such a high it's time pedestal, to take down Mythic. It's time to take down another Because God knows they need another house. kick in the crotch, right? So what happened with Mystic <laughs> Mystic, <laughs> Mythic at GDC Austin? Mystic River is a wonderful movie. Well... <laughs> Jeff Hickman delivered a talk at GDC. It was kind of depressing. It's kind of contrary to the Blizzard talk. Blizzard's Talking like, we got 200,000 this bitch! Yeah, we this got five hundred thousand of this bitch. This what you got? Delivered nearly as a post mortem of sorts, but um, it really did read like that, didn't just, it? Yeah, it's on Gamma Sutra. They have an article, and he's talking about their three biggest mistakes. Um, and how it has been, quote unquote, an interesting year for Warhammer. It's it's almost like the. The person who said all of these, <laughs> just for the record, is not Paul Barnett, who has scuttled away into the shadows. No, because if Paul would have made this presentation, you'd have been like, Mark It's been such a crazy year! Let me tell you about it! We have public quests! And, and Mark Jacobs is gone. Yeah, the 
the person here in giving the speech was executive producer Jeff Hickman. That's Left. not the guy who pr- replaced Jacobs, right? Oh no, the the What's Bioware the the... dudes replaced. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Bioware's like, not speaking on behalf of Warhammer no. Online either. So the three major mistakes, Mark? Um, well, challenge of play was their first problem in PVE. It was it was too easy. Um, they yeah, never hit the I right. See that to a certain point. They never hit struck the right balance. It was either way too easy, way too hard. They never could get it to be a nice a progression of difficulty that matched your lineal linear progression as your character leveled up. Because it, it was hard. It was hard. You know why it was harder to do? Because you leveled through uh, PVP. Yeah, I think so. That was. I think you'd you'd go off you into PvP land, and then you'd come back, and the and... PVE stuff would be too easy. Mm-hmm. And I think too that the public quests weren't weren't any fun once once the server population had moved on to the next level. Nope. And you couldn't there get enough was people. Nobody there. So suddenly they it go from a a totally easy thing to do with five people to an impossible feat with one. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's like there needs to be some kind of adjustment to match the 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 scale of the players and their you know taking into account numbers and levels. They need to dynamically adjust the public quests to be able to make that work. Otherwise, you just skip the public quests if you're in the last stream of people coming through the content because there's just not enough people unless you have a very coordinated effort with guilds or whatever. So. But then you feel compelled because you have that whole book of achievements that you're trying to yeah, check off. Yeah, and you're trying to work through Yeah, and- if you are an achievement whore, I mean, that's like detrimental to that because then you can't, you're like, oh my god, I can I can never finish this. It'll say you're only 850% complete in this zone. <laughs> sad. And it yeah. drives you insane. You see that progress bar and you're just like looking at it going, no. Yeah. What were the other two mistakes they cited, Mark? Well, it it looks to me like they misinterpreted the player feedback, and they weren't able to get a good handle on it and to be able to react to their reactions to the player feedback weren't maybe the most well thought out. That's how I'm what I'm gathering. Um, then there was also the comment about player feedback, such as what? I mean, did they cite any? Well, they're examples? talking about in the beta. They said, "Okay, well, if you made the game too easy, why didn't you learn that while you're doing the beta testing?" Right. And the comments they heard were, "Wow, this is so cool! I can solo through this. I don't have to play with other people." Mm-hmm. And then there was a small minority of people who were saying it was too easy, but it was just really it was too mixed for them to really identify. Oh, this gameplay is too easy. We need to tweak it. I think they. I think they totally misjudged what would happen when you started mixing in the PvP leveling in with the... I think it's hard. That's a really leveling. something kind of new to the genre, and I don't think that people knew how to plan for it. Especially me, because I... Like, well, not me, but my type of player who goes off on, like, a mission. Like, I'm gonna get my reward gear for PvP, and that's all I'm gonna dedicate myself to, and I don't right. care about PvE unless I'm just... He's really close to a level and know I could go do a quest and get over it. Mm-hmm. And so I think people would, like, go off on PvP um, safaris, so to speak, and then come back, and then they'd be... The content for the PvE would be woefully out of scale for them. Right. And and irrelevant, much like what happened with, with me and Noah, I think. Oh, yeah. When it was all about the PvP, we came back to PvP in that damn horse land, and it was so boring and just a grind, and we just did it to try to, you know, make Get the Tome it. of Knowledge complete, but it was a grind, even though it was quest grinding. 
I think he talks about something that Jason had mentioned when we were playing too, is the social nature of this game. Because of the public quests and, and the way that you were put together into groups with PvP, you didn't go out of your way to form alliances and bonds with people as far as like you would with a normal MMO. Like I think that I think I remember you complaining about mm-hmm. that, and that's something he mentions here. It's just the social nature um, of this one. They didn't quite hit that. They didn't hit that. They didn't get the blend of what they needed to support that together. Um, and the number three was the economic models. Yeah. Um, well, he uses the phrase, we just missed the mark when he talks about their economy. Um, and it was all because they're trying to, they were with their band hammer and they were trying to prevent gold farmers. But they went so far into that that he said, it caused us to build a game where economy is not important enough, but economy brings people together. So basically, they made a game that. <laughs> it's a solo game. Is a, is is it really promotes that lone wolf mentality? Except for when you're teamed up to PvP and you're teamed up for a public quest, and those are both forced on you. Right. So, yeah, it 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 just was some design decisions, and I don't understand how any of it isn't something that can be fixed if they keep the game afloat for a few years. I think they can work around this. Having, I mean, realizing your problems and admitting to them. <laughs> That's a huge part. To, <laughs> it's a step. It's like one of the 12 steps. Versus just abruptly to, announcing the, that we're shutting down. Yeah, but if you're in Seasoft, <laughs> the answer is to shut down. Yeah. Not to take any of the lessons forward into your next... That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Tabula Rosa when you were saying that. Just he, shut her down. He did have some good things. He mentions the two good things were public quests and the open grouping. Letting people slide in and out of groups as they wanted. I think, though, that that... That goes back to the whole social issue. Um, so well, we know public quests are good because every other MMO is copying them. Yeah, tr- truly, seems to be a new staple. You got to have public quests now. I think I wish the other staple was you got to have queue from anywhere PvP that gives you experience. But I haven't seen the experience. I part. know. I so agree with you on that. Yeah, I love that. In this sue-happy world of ours, Bethesda is no different. They're suing Interplay over the use of the Fallout license, uh, (laughs) which is is near and dear to my heart because if you've been listening to this show at least recently, you know that I'm a huge Fallout 3 fanboy. It's a sickness, an illness that I have, but God... (laughs) just love that game to death. Um, Bethesda accused Interplay of trademark infringement. Uh, they claim that while Interplay was permitted to sell pre-existing Fallout games, it was required to submit to Bethesda all relevant packaging, advertising, and promotional material prior to bringing, that catalog, bringing the catalog titles to market. So, And if you've noticed recently, what they've done is they've uh, put out that whole pack where you can get Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout, uh, Tactics. Fallout Tactics, all in one big pack, and it's like all on, on direct-to-drive for like a special Wow, know, that special does price. sound like an MMO. Um, 
So and that's what I thought this was, this story was going to be about. Well, no, no. I mean, so that that's part of it. That's just part of the. Yeah. That's part of the lawsuit. the The other part is is that they, um. So they 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 it all breached. comes down to they they named those that pack of games the Fallout trilogy. Well, yeah, and it's which is really confusing to consumers because mm-hmm. they're like, wow, Fallout trilogy, Fallout three is Fallout. Three included in the trilogy because you think that it would be because Fallout trilogy would consume right. So one, two, three. But no, it's a way to get people to buy tactics. Mm-hmm. The the yeah. worst possible. <laughs> the worst. With the, the worst it is game the out least. Of the, it's the worst part of the franchise. Of yeah, it by is far. no doubt. Um, so that's part of the lawsuit. The other part um, stems from I think we actually talked about this episodes ago where um, if there was like a certain date um, where. Interplay had to have a commercial full-scale development of the uh, Fallout MMO um, going on by uh, April 4th, I believe it was, 2009, um, which is two years after they signed the original contract. Um, So they issued a notice to Interplay um, saying that the company was in breach of the contract by allegedly not entering into full-scale development of that MMO upon the... uh, deadline and uh, you know and that's where they're at so basically they, they they want I think what Bethesda wants to do is they want to, they want to create the fallout MMO they're they are ready to pounce on it. they're they're I, I imagine they're, they're probably got guys working on it right now and I think it's a good fit for them if there's any overwrought super complex RPG maker out there that would be well suited to make an MMO it'd be Bethesda I've always said that just I think, the way that they have, they always they, even their their single player games are all suited towards open world. And they make such um, detailed worlds. I think it's the key. You know, everything's yeah, open ended. Well. You don't have to finish like the main storyline at any particular time. Lots you of options. Just, yeah, you can just do it. Yeah, they they absolutely whenever. could could pull it off. Um, so, not uh, so this sure will be interesting to, to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, what's interplay done? Lately? Nothing. They haven't done much for me lately. They haven't done anything. <laughs> they, in fact, they went into that agreement with... Um, oh, shoot. I can't remember that the name of that company. Bard's Tale? That wonderful game for the Xbox? No, I'm not... No, I don't know about that one, but... <laughs> just. Uh, but they went into agreement with that other company. Wasn't it the company who's making... Dang. They're in, they're They're currently in development of an MMO right now. Hmm. Um, don't remember which. Why can't I remember this name? Oh well. I'll look it up. I'll bring it. I'll bring that information with me to the next episode. I promise. But anyway, it's it's weird. It's like Interplay's already been in talks with this other company to help them develop the Fallout MMO, but they already have a post-apocalyptic MMO that that they're working on. So is this Earthrise? Ah, Earthrise? yes. It's the same company who's making Earthrise. You're right. That's right. That's it. Yeah. That so it totally sense. doesn't make any sense to me why they would even collaborate with them to yeah. begin with. That'd be like Cryptic releasing Champions Online versus Marvel. Right. Like if they had had both. Right. But Exactly. Just really bizarre stuff there. Um, I bet Project Greenskin would still exist in the desert in both games, though. <laughs> Maybe. Because I have a feeling that was about the Hulk originally. Maybe. Um, Activision... CEO Bobby Kotick, man, this guy—he's on a rip lately. He is—he's on a tear. 
And this guy, you, you just he comes out and he opens his mouth and angels sing. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? I mean, it's just amazing. So he he talks about various topics at a um, Deutsche Bank Securities Technology Conference in San Francisco recently. Uh, talks about games like uh, Guitar Hero, and he says uh, there could be some potentially big changes in store for the Rhythm franchise. Um, he said... Uh, you know things like the Guitar Hero games wouldn't need a won't need a console anymore to operate. Um, he said, "I think what the Untethered Guitar Hero would do is equal to be it would would equal the playing field a little bit more, and it would uh, give you some leverage with first parties when it came to downloadable content and the business model." Mm. Uh, and then he. He went on to say, he said, expect many of our products to be playable independent of a console. So, I'm not sure how far into the future he's talking about, but he's... The future. He's saying, you know, basically he's saying he's planning on offering more games that don't need a console anymore. I think that's a really tall order and something... I think it's a tall order, too. I think he's kind of blowing a lot of smoke up people's asses. Yeah. When it all boils down to it. I mean, maybe they won't... Maybe they'll just... I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how viable of an option it really is. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's... You know, there there are things like the... You know, on-live and... You know, gaming... You know, systems like that where they might be able to get away with stuff like that but you know even then you're still going to have to purchase the game through those services you know so I, I mean is he just thinking about coming out with a box for a game you know yeah. like you want to play the next iteration of uh, uh, you know Modern Warfare or Call of Duty or whatever it's going to end up being you know, Band of Brothers. Yeah, he's you know, the, some... you know, whatever the latest and greatest shooter is that they happen to be producing at the time, and will will you just have a box for that particular game that comes with a controller? I think technologically, internet speeds, all that other stuff, that needs to advance to a point where we can support that on a mass market scale. Big dreams, not going to happen for a long time. Yeah, he goes on to just spew a bunch of stuff about how he. You know, brought brought his, you know, mentality of the uh, financial bottom line to uh, video game companies. He said, uh, and you had studio heads who five years ago didn't know the difference between a balance sheet and a bed sheet, who are now arguing allocations in our CFO's office and office pretty regularly. So <laughs> and so basically, he's saying like. While these guys were initially developers, now they're turning into, okay, it's all about the bottom line. You know, we can't do certain things with our game because, you know, we have to do it this way or else it's going to affect our bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see where they go with that. You know, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing, though, most times. I mean... I mean, I know that all these companies are in it to make money. I think it's kind of like responsible leadership 
for him to look at all the different like units of his company and all these different you know studio heads and stuff who kind of get employees to look at the business the way that he does yeah because in the in the end it is a business mm-hmm. i mean you are trying to beat the competition by making a superior product and getting it sold and and, and maybe hopefully you know you're lucky enough to ha- start a franchise and oh boy if you start a franchise you're set, you know. Right. You're, you're, that's your ticket right there. I just wonder, Activision Blizzard, clearly a large amount of their success is coming from two sources. They bought Guitar Hero and the makers, they, they, well, they bought the license for Guitar Hero and they're right. making those games, and they bought Blizzard. And that's where almost all of their power and size is coming from because it's certainly not the Tony Hawk games anymore. No. And... Talking about this type of company culture, this shift in company culture, I wonder if any of it is being taken from looking at Blizzard. Because if they were smart, they would... I don't, well, I don't know if Blizzard's role or, or model of we make games and they'll be done when they're done would be viable for a large corporation. Probably not. But there's something about Blizzard's culture that really works in creating games that resonate well with people that are polished yeah. But, that, but see, this is where this this next comment that he makes is like totally it comes out of nowhere because Blizzard is known for releasing stuff when they release it. <laughs> you know, they don't right. they don't release something on a deadline or anything like that. It's always, you know, when they find when they say yeah, it's done. So this next comment, you know, kind of. You know, is like a direct opposite of what Blizzard has been all about. Because he says, we have a real culture of thrift. The goal that I had in bringing a lot of packaged good folks into Activision about 10 years ago was to take all the fun out of making video games. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah, I mean, that totally does. I mean, Doesn't that statement just make you want to cringe and go, oh my god. It's a little heavy on the hype, but... Yeah, but... I think his message is just that he's trying to, you know, not have a have a, a portfolio full of Brad McQuaid divisions, right? Like, mm. totally 180 degree opposite of the kind of studio heads he's trying to groom here, you know? So right. Maybe. Even then, though, I mean, it totally flies, you know, culture of thrift... You know, that's not what Blizzard's about. But it is what Nintendo's about, coincidentally. Nintendo is all about releasing the cheapest hardware that's out there, being very focused on the business, uh, coming up with game game concepts and canceling them if they don't think they're going to sell. We've seen Blizzard do that with Ghost. Yeah, Blizzard do do that with Ghost. But when you hear about Blizzard, you don't ever hear about it being this awful nightmare, suit and tie, have a heart attack game culture or company culture. No, don't hear that. And it's too bad that the rest of Activision doesn't benefit from that culture. Yeah. But there's a lot of shareholders involved with Activision Blizzard, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, and it's hard to say what he really is getting at with that. I mean, he could just be one of those people with a wicked sense of humor, and he's just 
when he talks about, you know, he's trying to promote a culture of skepticism, pessimism, and fear of the global economic downturn, adding, and he adds, we are very good at keeping people focused on the deep depression. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) he could just seriously be saying that tongue-in-cheek, you know, and there might be a hint of truth, which is, hey, yeah, we are, you know, despite what Greenspan just said, we are in 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 a recession still. I mean, effectively, we are, no matter what you right. say. You know, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I didn't take it as too bad. I, I found, found the first part about the whole, we don't need a console for all this stuff to be kind of bizarre. But, you know. Well, let's stop talking about depressing news, and let's kind of get into some interesting and fun stuff for okay. our last two topics. Uh, first off, uh, researchers at the University of Warwick... Uh, believe that they are the first to use the processors uh, of an Xbox 360 um, as a cheap way to conduct parallel processing. So what they've done is they've taken the GPU of an Xbox 360 and they've turned it into a a CPU that will crunch data for them um, on the same level as like a a dedicated cluster. Uh, But at a much cheaper rate, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was just kind of cool. So what they did was they harnessed the power of a single Xbox 360 graphical uh, uh, GPU, and the chip was able to perform parallel processing functions at a fraction of the cost of of traditional systems, and these systems involve, you know, clusters of machines, normally. Uh... They said the uh, chip was modified uh, so it could perform all these other calculations. And what they do is they, I guess they're researching uh, chemical levels in cells is what they use it for. Wow. And, uh, you know, it works just as well. I mean, yeah, it's still, it's not as fast. But if you... I bet you... You know, you get more bang for your buck, obviously. For, like, all the giggy or 10 gig... Network equipment you'd want for a cluster, and then all the all the PCs. I mean, you're probably talking a difference of three hundred dollars versus fifty thousand dollars, right? Plus the all the custom. I mean, there's custom, definitely custom development against both. But I mean, you could just blow a ton of money trying to build a little cluster supercomputer. Plus the power consumption, the mm-hmm. the HVAC you'd need to keep it right. cool. I mean. In comparison to one, to one Xbox, <laughs> one chip, one can- slightly cannibalized Xbox 360 right. chip, you know, it's pretty impressive. It is, it is, pretty good use. So that's I don't know. That's like one of my just interesting technological, you know, that people hack people hack the Xbox 360 for for uses in some ways. They do the same with the Wii, you know, this is just another one of those interesting cases. But this is a pretty cool use. Of how scientists are taking these consoles and actually doing different things with them. Um, This last bit, um, a a Left 4 Dead uh, modder from Australia got this wild and crazy idea in his head that he was he wanted to he wanted to fly Gabe Newell out uh, to come check out his uh, his Left 4 Dead mod. Um, kind of like as a... Uh, this was like brought about by the 
the whole thing where Val flew in those Left 4 Dead 2 boycotters to come check out the game and sway their opinion. And uh, so he's been in correspondence with uh, Gabe uh, for, for the past few weeks, I guess, about this. And he actually set up a website and started to take donations to uh, acquire enough money to fly him out there. Well, actually, they acquired more money because they were actually going to fly out Gabe and, Gabe and uh, another guy, I believe, uh, to, go check, uh, to go check out this guy's mod. So, uh, I just thought that was pretty interesting. I, I, you know, big community. I think it's really cool that Valve has such a uh, relationship with the community that they're able to to pull stuff like this off. And there were enough people, you know, interested in seeing this happen where they actually made donations so so they could buy plane tickets for them. I wonder. So I guess they got enough money now that where they can fly them out there, actually put them up in a hotel and. And all that. And they can demo his mod for mm-hmm. him. I wonder if it's, like, really a good mod. Wouldn't that be cool if it's, like... <laughs> it better be. If, if he's, you know, he's that motivated to get him out to see it. What if it's, like, this just, like, awesome mod and they hire him or something, you know? Like, they're like, you've shown so many qualities in a, an employee that right. we can't let you stay here in Australia. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to tell your wife or whatever and... You're gonna have to tell your kangaroos. Yep. Yeah. Good here. boy. <laughs> Good boy. But don't worry, we've got an outback out here, mate. <laughs> and if you're pressed for cash, <laughs> yeah, you can leave a. You can do the recordings for the local outback. No problem. Well, that's cool. I hope it's. I hope it's a good experience. Yeah, for all. I think. I just think it's one of those. It's one of those feel-good stories. It brought a tear to my eye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna close it out here. Um, if you want to reach us, you can get a hold of us at mail, M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com. We also have our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash channelmassive. S-A-L-A-S-H. Thank you for downloading the podcast. We enjoy talking about games with you as always, and we will see you guys next week. Good night.